It's your big gay trucker. So it's been a few weeks. Um, we're going on six weeks since mom passed. So I kind of took my own little hiatus from everything and taking time away. But uh, today we have uh, Jasmine who is going to host the show today. Um, I'm still feeling a little under the weather on things, but uh, I really hope that you guys appreciate the show and all that we're doing, trying to highlight local entertainment and ent entertainment across the country. Um, I always am trying to promote people to get out of their trucks and experience going into the gay bars and supporting the local communities and just uh, learning more about your community and who you actually are. You know, um, so many times people hide away in their own little bubble inside of the truck and um, it takes a lot to get out and I understand that. But that's why we do the podcast. That's why we continue going and um, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast today. So if you need anything, just remember Big Gay Trucker is here and I love you all. I thank you all for all your support over the last few weeks. So here we go. We'll bring Jasmine in. Hey everyone. So Jasmine's going to uh, be interviewing someone today and I'll let her go ahead and introduce him and uh, we'll play, um, well actually, let's start this way first. Let's take one second and I'm a little rusty, can you tell? Hold on.
down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, ayy What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah So there you go. That kind of introduces our person for you. So Jasmine, go ahead and have fun and, enter, and enjoy your interview. All right. Thank you, Bobby. Hey, everyone. Here I am with Mr. Kentucky M.E. Michael J. Valentine. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I so, never seen the video that Rico made. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, okay, I want to have something very special because We've never had uh, a person of your caliber or anything like that on the podcast before. Aww. So I was like, and he has a current title. So let's, let's do it justice and let's, let's yeah. do it upright. No, that video was cool. And all those videos from El Paso, that bar is beautiful. Uh, touch, I believe is what it's called in El Paso. Touch. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. it's so funny because I did those splits in that, that one part and like I caught off stage and it was black. I didn't know the stage was. <laughs> And I had on all that white, and my costume was just black. I was so mad. Oh my god! <laughs> now I will tell you if you can see the comments over here on the side. These Facebook users, uh, some of them you have to ignore because we get a lot of spam through YouTube. We are live on seven platforms, so just don't take it to heart. Whatever. Yeah, it's called the big gay trucker thing. Yeah. That makes right. sense. <laughs> so you are more than welcome to read the comments while you know we're going through this. Answer questions if they have questions or whatever else. But I am I'm going to start off with um, so introduce yourself to the podcast and tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, hi, podcast. Um, my name is Michael J. Valentine. I am from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, born and raised, and I currently live here as well. I work at a club called Play Louisville. So please, if you're ever here in Louisville, stop by and see me on Friday and Saturday. Um, I am currently in school as well. I'm in nursing school. Um, I graduate in a year and a half or a year and a little bit. I don't, I don't know the exact time. It's all blurring together. Um, and I'm other than that, I'm just a full-time entertainer. And when I'm not doing that, I go to the gym and play video games. It's my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah. Now... What got you into wanting to be a male entertainer? Um, so I kind of got like almost pushed into it. Um, I started at Connection because I wanted to be, uh, well, Connection Louisville doesn't exist anymore, but the bar here. Um, I wanted to be a stripper and I always joked about it. And um, I was 18 <laughs> working at Old Navy. And my manager at Old Navy, he was friends with the hiring, the guy who hired strippers at the Connection who is now my drag auntie, um, Asia Pearl, um, but was friends with her and was like, hey, do you really want to be a stripper? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> the next day I went up there and met <laughs> met Jason and um, 
got hired as a go-go boy at the age of 18. So I go go for a little bit. Um, and then they asked me to um, audition to be in the, the drag show as a male lead, um, which is basically at that time was just, we were just backup dancers for the, the production numbers, which we did uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. We did seven production numbers a night. So I did a lot of work actually, but um, the girls did more of course. But so I auditioned for that. And then I got it just, I guess, because I was a cheerleader growing up, I could, I could flip and stuff. I was a gymnast. And so they, uh, they used that in the, the numbers. And then I was able to pick up choreography and stuff. Um, I was never like a good dancer at first because um, I was used to cheerleading dancing, which is very stiff. And so they always gave me shit about that. But um, <laughs> I still made it. Uh, so I started doing that. And then uh, one day, this stripper troupe called Nine Inch Males, um, they needed a guy to fill in because one of their guys canceled at a booking in Dayton, Ohio, at a club called Mask, which doesn't exist anymore either. But uh, they needed someone to fill in and my drag mother was like, hey, take him. And so I just kind of went, I didn't know what I was doing. It was my first time ever like performing stripping. And um, I finally, I did it, whatever, it was fun. They, they said I was good, um, made a bunch of money that night. I guess, I, I guess they liked twinks. I don't know, that was back when I was a little twink, <laughs> 19 years old. And then uh, from there, I started doing uh, solo numbers in the show on Sundays at Connection. And then I got thrown into pageants. Uh, I got thrown into Mr. Entertainer of the Year. Never done a pageant before in my life. It was my first one. And it was National Entertainer of the Year. And I competed and got first alternate um, my very first time. So that was cool. And then they started letting me do like a number, one number each show on the whole weekend. And then it went up to two numbers. And then I was doing the same amount of numbers as the Queens. And then um, I started doing more pageants and winning them. And then I started getting bookings because of that and started traveling. It's all the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, that's where I first started meeting you was at the Connections in Louisville. The good old days. Uh, the good old days. Yes. Yeah. Uh, back when, you know, that's when I started performing. I started doing the amateur nights. Mm -hmm. And then Cadillac Seville brought me in on her, I think it was Sunday nights to where mm -hmm. we was out there in the dance floor. But I remember you the first time, the very first time I saw you, you came out doing Big and Rich, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. <laughs> and I you still do. <laughs> you had nothing on but a red bandana. Yep. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, how are you doing? How did I fit in that? That is the question. <laughs> I've tried it recently and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Got a we'll just have to put a bandana and maybe a half a bandana together. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, you can still do it. But <laughs> you was talking about your drag mother. If I'm correct in my research and following you on Facebook and TikTok and all that is Hurricane Summers. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. That's Hurricane. what I thought. Ms. Hurricane's my drag mom and then Mocha Montrese is my pageant drag mom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now, Bobby has asked a question. Do you have anyone that helped you or inspired you along the way? Um, yeah. So, of course, I have, you know, my drug mother, Hurricane, who helped me, and um, Mocha, who helped me a lot. And then the rest of the girls on Cast at Connection, they helped me a lot. Um, Landy, who was also the male lead, Landy, William, and Taylor, they were also male leads. They actually helped me a whole lot, too. Um, mostly about how, well, obviously how to dance, um, but also, like, um, how to deal with the, the people in the audience because um, I was super young and stuff and I wasn't used to that kind of attention. 
Um, I was very sheltered growing up. Not, oh, okay, not sheltered, that sounds bad. I wasn't sheltered, but I was just, I was an only child and um, my best friend was my mother and I didn't live in a neighborhood with kids or grew up on a farm. So I didn't have a lot of social interaction at school, of course, but like this kind of social interaction, the gay bars and things like that, um, the audience in the gay bars. So I didn't have a lot of that, but they helped me navigate that a lot. Um, and then I think my inspiration for like entertainer, um, I really liked David Freckles Hunter. He's a former Mr. Continental and um, AOI and US of A. He's, he's won everything as well. Um, he was my inspiration a lot um, when I first started entertaining just because his entertainment value was very similar to mine. He was also a gymnast and a dancer. Oh. Yeah, and he's his he great stage presence, super talented. Obviously he's won everything, so yeah, uh, so, yeah he was my so, Yeah, until today, I already knew that she was a gymnast and stuff like that. You was a competitive cheerleader. and yeah. But I thought that's literally how you got your start and your inspiration was doing that. Um, no, it was just. So when you are preparing for a pageant, what do you look for? Uh, when I'm preparing, I would say, I would ask the formers. Uh, I always look for what the formers have to say about the system, whether it's worth my time, first of all. Um, and then I will talk to um, a good promoter. Uh, always look for a promoter that's willing to help, um, not necessarily with money because promoters are not piggy banks. Um, <clears throat> promoters are, you know, people to help you with, you know, whatever you need, um, advice, guidance, things like that. So I always look for a good, a good, respectable promoter, reputable promoter. Um, and <clears throat> the categories, of course, um, you know, if it's a category I think I can do, um, like, you know, talent's always fine, Q&A, interview, those are good, but like it's the obscure categories, like, you know, creative costumes, swimsuit's good for me. Um, red carpet formal wear like America has, you know, that's I'm, fashion is not my thing. <laughs> so when it comes to like that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh God, what do I do? Um, so those kind of categories are mostly what I look for in a pageant, whether I'm not, or not I'm gonna do it if I think like, oh yeah, okay, I have a chance at this, I have good ideas. So right. that's, that's what I look for in competition. So I know the list is pretty long of your many titles. Um, to name a few, uh, just name a few of your past titles. Uh, so I have um, Mr. Entertainer of the Year, of course, my first national title. Um, I had uh, Mr. Continental, which I won after that. And then I won Mr. Renaissance after that. And then after that, I won All-American Gent. Um, I also won King. Um, I'm obviously your current Mr. Kentucky M.E. Uh, what else have I won? Uh, I won one called Mr. Don't Hate. Uh, back in the day, uh, former Mr. Stonewall, Mr. Play, um, I won a lot of preliminaries. So I've you was a national, you was national entertainer of the year as well, wasn't yeah, you? Yeah, that was my first one, my first national. Um, so where does it go from here? So, well, I think right now, um, obviously, I'm going to finish school first. But I think the next one, um, I mean, obviously, I competed for Mr. Uh, Gay America two years ago. I got first alternate. So I do plan on going back to that um, once they uh, have established what they're doing and things like that, because I know they're going through a transitional phase right now. So doing that and also, you know, when I finish school, so I have time. Um, and then I was after that, I don't know, um, my friend is Mr. Showman right now. So we're talking about me maybe hopping in that uh, Mr. National Showman. Uh, it, actually, it's there in Tampa or something. No, it's in Florida. I think it's, yeah. 
we're in Florida. Um, so that's also an option too. Um, but it's it's mostly just about money. Like, yeah. I have money to spend on all these things because pageants are a very expensive hobby. Oh, yes, I know. I was uh, in Reader Room's prelim talent for Miss Comedy Queen, mm -hmm. and she's going to nationals in Orlando. So, yeah, I know how well much they're expensive. Uh, but the title that you would much rather have. What is your dream title? My dream title? Mm. In, in, in pageant worlds? Honestly, I want just the title of winning them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want people to be like, oh, that's that's Michael J. Valentine. He's won everything. <laughs> I mean, and they say it now, but it's not literal. Like, <laughs> I haven't won everything, but I do want to win everything. I think the title is Mr. Everything. That's the title. Well, I mean, in my book, you have won everything. Everything that I saw you enter, you win. Yeah, well, for, yeah, so, so far. <laughs> it may take a few tries, but I do win. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think about the how RuPaul and the drag style now, how do you think that has altered everyone's perception? Um, so RuPaul's been great for mainstreaming drag, I believe. Um, you know, now straight people are more involved in it and stuff. Um, and I'm glad about that. But it's also hindered male entertainment. It's hindered uh, AFAB entertainment. I, I don't know what the proper term is. Femme queen entertainment. Um, it's hindered that. It's hindered drag queen, drag kings. Um, and I think that's one bad thing about it is that now nobody really cares about any other type of drag, only female presenting drag. And also the queens on there have like, I don't want to say they lowered the caliber caliber of drag. Oh, hi, Cassandra. Um, <laughs> that's my queen, Miss Kentucky Effie. Um, well, hi, Cassandra. <laughs> uh, I think they've also lowered this, like the standard of drag. Yes, anybody can do drag. That's correct. But not everybody can do drag correctly. <laughs> Just like all drag is valid, but all drag is bookable. But Thank my, you. Yes, my biggest pet peeve is the, the no, no hips, no tits. And that I think, and the drag <laughs> drag race is really, um, what's not not inspired. Um, well, just dumped it down. Do, do what? Dumped it down. Yeah, so people don't do that, and it's not. I don't think they. I think they just don't know better. But to me, it looks lazy. But they just don't know better. They just know what they see on TV. Not the newer people, of course. Um, they know what they see on TV, and and that's drag to them, and that's not. That's not drag, in my opinion, because drag to me is an over-exaggeration of a sex. And if you're mm -hmm. on stage being female presenting, you want tits and hips and like the hourglass shape or, or whatever. You want to be bodied, whatever your shape is. Yeah. And um, you don't you don't see that as much anymore with the newer queens. Um, there are a few. Of course, there are a few that are raised properly and they wear tits and hips, of course, yeah. nails and all those things. But um, see, I'm here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, yeah. where that has started to become a thing where they will wear hips, but they just, they won't wear tits and stuff like that. And Adam Turner, you are very much correct on that statement there. Yes. Hi, Adam. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam, Adam's so sweet. Uh, yes, you're right. They do. And it's not that we aren't as good at Queens because, you know, we are, there's just less of us. So people don't like male entertainers. There was like, oh, male entertainers are boring. I don't like them. I'm like, well, you know, not all drag Queens are entertaining either. Right. <laughs> and they call, they're like, 
all male entertainers are they're just strippers no they're not Correct. no no i was i was a glorified stripper but <laughs> yeah. but it's like you know there's yeah there's less of us so there's more bad entertainers than good male entertainers but same with drag queens there's just more of them so you see less bad ones i think exactly but, but yeah. yeah these um it's really 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 gotten bad when i'm an old school queen mm -hmm. So I believe in the over-exaggerated eyes and the tits and the hips and the costumes and stuff like that and the hair where I've grown my hair out where, you know, I've came out as trans and told my truth and awesome. been on hormones for a year. Yeah. Um, I wear my hair up in a ponytail, but I still wear somewhat big of a hair. Right. And, awesome. you know, people fail to realize that, you know, just because you're uh, an AFib queen, uh, male entertainer, y'all still have to contour your face. Y'all still have to put on the makeup. It's just not over exaggerated, exaggerated as ours. Correct. Correct. And, and I mean, everybody, you know, does drag their own way and I get it and it works, but when you're on stage, you're a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> when you're off stage, you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw, um, you went on a cruise and my thing is like, oh, well, there's Michael. He's naked again. <laughs> but he, oh, he he went on a cruise with his partner not too long ago. Tell us about that. Um, which cruise was it? Oh, we just, we just went to um, Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but yeah. It's just fun. <laughs> uh, what would you me. say? What would you say if a cruise line booked you to do a headliner show? Oh, um, I think that would be cool. I so I when I was um I was an aerialist as well, and I worked in a circus for a while, uh, doing silks, and um, I worked for a company called On the Fly, and they do like uh, rigged flying, uh, like you see in theater shows like that. Um, we were actually on a reality show. Um, God, I think it was like six six years ago, uh, called Fake Off. You can watch it on YouTube. Actually, it was on True TV. But I did a reality show with them. But anyway, uh, they do a lot of rigging and stuff and choreography and shows for cruise lines. And they had asked me to do it. But um, I, at that time, I couldn't be gone for six months. You know, right. um, if it was something short, like three months, I could do that. But yeah, I never have. I've actually never gotten to perform on a cruise line, which I would love to do. Um, I, I just haven't had the opportunity. But I think if it was you know a short one, maybe like a week or something. Or daytime cruise, like they have those. Um, they do drag shows on those sometimes. Um, yeah. I think it's now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, the organization, the founder has been asked to perform at Pride in Tampa in March the 23rd. So, would that be something that you might be interested in traveling with Tampa? Because <laughs> he's always looking, well, he's looking right now because he, he wants at least six people. Oh, on stage. God, so I would, I would love to perform in Tampa. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so it would be March the 23rd would be Tampa. Um, I'm extending that invitation out to you. We are, Bobby will play a video here in just a second of Pride and about Pride. So go ahead, Bobby. I said he was. <laughs> he ain't even listening. I'll click it. 
We are the LGBTQ Truck Driver Network, and we need your support to make our presence felt at the Tampa, Florida Pride Festival. Over the years, we have proudly participated in numerous Pride events across the country, and our mission has always been to stand up for equality, promote inclusivity, and create a safe space for LGBTQ truck drivers and their allies. But we can't do it without your help. Our past Pride events have been nothing short of spectacular. We've turned heads with our vibrant and eye-catching truck floats, spreading love, joy, and acceptance to the crowd. At each Pride event, we've connected with local LGBTQ communities, providing support resources and a welcoming space for everyone. We've been a driving force for LGBTQ advocacy and education, empowering truck drivers to be allies and fostering a more inclusive trucking industry. Now we're gearing up for the Tampa, Florida Pride Festival, and we need your help to ensure it's our best event yet. Your generous donations will go towards travel expenses, covering the costs of transportation, lodging, and logistics for our dedicated team of truck drivers. Parade decorations, creating stunning and memorable displays that showcase our pride and commitment to equality. Educational materials, supporting our mission to educate and advocate for LGBTQ rights within the trucking industry. Every dollar counts, and your support will make a tremendous difference in our ability to represent the LGBTQ truck driving community at this important event. Together we can spread love, acceptance, and unity far and wide. Here's how to donate today. We are accepting donations through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, and Zelle. Each of the links will be located in the description box below. Please share this post with your friends, family, and colleagues to help us reach our goal. Let's make the LGBTQ Truck Driver Network's presence at the Tampa, Florida Pride Festival a resounding success. Join us in celebrating diversity, love, and acceptance one mile at a time. Thank you for your generous support. All of us at LGBTQ Truck Driver Network. Say thank you. So yeah, that was just a little bitty clip of the Tampa Pride, uh, where we are a nonprofit organization, and we have a lady that is goes with us. She has filmed a documentary. The documentary is still not done yet. It's called The Road Home. You can find that on YouTube. Um, it's a very heartwarming dedication to the founder, Bobby Coffey Lloyd's mom, uh, who was diagnosed with a 5.2 centimeter brain tumor that recently passed away. So it turned out to be a documentary on truck driving. Then it turned into a documentary on how the truck driving life falls into the category of not being home for certain things. So, I mean, I don't know what all you know about the organization. I don't know if you've looked it up or anything like that. Yeah. Right but yeah. It's yeah. Uh, they can uh, click on the QR code at the top right hand corner or left hand corner if they would like to donate. Um, but you are more than welcome to go. I was like, it's over here for me, but I don't know. Where yeah, it's, it's, it's over here for me too. But um, the invitation is open. So if you would like to go, just hit up Bobby Coffee Loy or Jess Orton 
and they can get in touch and tell you what all they want to do or what he wants to do. Uh, on top of a semi. You want to perform on top of a semi? Sure do. <laughs> um, that could that could be arranged. It really can. On top of it and perform on top of it. It it really can because we're actually looking for people who would like to pose with the semi when it's yeah. wrapped. I will wear a butt plug. I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> a rhinestone one. It's there you go. Rhinestone <laughs> one. Make sure you rhinestone one. Yes. Uh, Bobby asked a question. It says, what do you get uh, away from the lights? What do you do to get away from the lights and the glamour and take time for yourself? We're very active with 988, the importance of mental health. How do you manage your mental health? <laughs> what mental health? <laughs> that left me long ago. Um, how do I manage it? Um, so, I mean, I only work two days a week. So, um, it, and you know, my job is very easy to an extent. And, but working those two days a week feels like a five day week because it's so exhausting. Because <laughs> you have to, you know, do your numbers. And then and my numbers are pretty physical, honestly, obviously, because I flip and carry on. And then you have to get off stage in between your numbers and go down and talk to people and be social. And honestly, that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, dealing dealing with drunk people, I, I don't drink. So seeing how drunk people are and stuff and how to manage them and how to not get drinks spilled on you or puked on or groped. Um, it's it's very exhausting, honestly. But to get to get away, I mean the gym of course is always my um my escape because the people all I do CrossFit and the people at my gym are all straight. I'm the only gay person there that I, that I know of. Um, the only gay person there. So it's kind of my escape. Like I don't have to talk about gay things. I don't have to talk about drag with them, even though they do come to my shows and they support me. Um, so they're phenomenal, but um, it, it's nice. It's a nice escape just to be a bro, a gym bro, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that of course is one of my escapes. And then of course I, you know, just like I said earlier, I love to play video games. So playing video games is a good escape school. Also school gives me something else to focus on um, studying and things. Um, it helps me, you know, just get away from it. i be like, worry about my future as opposed to what's going on right now. Yeah. So I think those are the things that I would do for my mental health. Now, there are some things that's coming up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, that I would like to invite you to. That's um, up in the works right now. It's not official, but I will talk to you more about that later in private. Um, and then you may get your chance to perform on top of a semi truck. Yes, I will. I will do a black back tuck on the semi, Matthew. Don't worry. <laughs> Well, at least we'll have a flatbed trailer for that one. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> just, just make sure you do the standing back handspring back tuck off of the trailer. Standard standing back handspring back tuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael, I'm not going to keep you very much longer because I know you have school and stuff like that. It has been a wonderful pleasure having you here on the podcast today. Oh wait, what? What? Oh, there's a few questions over here. Oh my bad. What's my opinion about Jess? What's Oh, bearded drag. Um, I don't. I don't really have an opinion. I I'll, like I said, all drag is valid. I don't know. I don't think a bearded drag any different. I think it's probably harder because you have all that glitter and stuff in your beard, and you have to get all that out at the end of the night. That would drive me crazy. There's no way. Yeah. But I've judged many bearded queens, and I don't know. I don't even pay attention to the beard. If that makes sense. Like, you know, because when you're judging a pageant, you don't. They don't put on the score sheet how's their beard shaped. Did they 
push their beard, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, so I just look at, you know, what I look at, what you're supposed to. Um, so I really don't have an opinion. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, someone said, just said you're old. Um, yes, I saw that. <laughs> states wanting to outlaw drag of any kind because it endangers, it doesn't endanger children. That's ridiculous. Um, that I, that's my opinion. Like people are just stupid and just looking for something. I don't know. I think they're bored. <laughs> like that, I think that's what it is. But when it comes to the outlawing drag, I'm like, are you bored? Are you deflecting from something else going on that you're picking on drag? Yeah, just like in the state of Tennessee, they have the Proud Boys and all of that rallying to try to stop the story hour for children. Yeah, that's so stupid. Like, do you not have something to do at home? Like, how, what does your laundry look like? What does your house look like? Do you not have children? <laughs> like, go take, go deal with your, worry about yourself. I never understood that. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty bad there because where I go down to Cookville, Tennessee, and perform at their Pride and host, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> it's so it's just so frustrating. I just want to be like, are y'all just get on the mic and be like, y'all are just bored. Go home. Jeez. I've seen um, older videos. Kids love ya. Oh, oh Adam but, doesn't videos of me performing. He's oh person. well. <laughs> Adam, you should have shared those. Yeah. God, Adam. <laughs> but I saw all kinds of old videos of you on YouTube and stuff like that. Was trying to find current ones. Well, it's funny because if you go back and look, you can see like my aging process. <laughs> but I, I got can... finer with age, first of all. I... You got what? Finer with age. <laughs> so you see a little twerk Michael all the way up to me now. <laughs> you're like a fine wine. You never it's go so bad. <laughs> But no, I, I remember you when you was like just the little stick thing. Oh, God. And then just look, whipping your hair back and forth. And, sure did. You couldn't tell me and I then I've, I've literally watched you transform into the person you are today. God, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, the, muscle, the muscle man of Louisville. Right. <laughs> uh, I saw, yeah, someone, Kalani is his name. He posted a video of uh, me in a swimsuit competition from one of my preliminaries. And I look like a stick person. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so is that, uh, I know I've already said it was over, but it keeps asking questions. Oh, yeah. But is that what possessed you to, like, seeing your older self to getting in better shape? And uh, Yeah, yeah, because I wasn't, I couldn't put on weight. I tried. Um, when I competed for Mr. Continental, that was, like, the most weight, the, uh, when I won Mr. Continental. Let me rephrase. That was the most weight that I could put on because uh, being an active ever since I was a kid, a gymnast and a cheerleader, dancer, all that, I had a high metabolism, which is good. And I, I could not put on weight. So finally, as I got older, I started putting on weight and working out and lifting weights and stuff because um, I'd never done that. I was just, I always did gymnastics and cheerleading. So I never needed to go to an actual gym. Um, but I was always, because I lifted the girls over my head and that was my weights. <laughs> But um, yeah, that so seeing my my twink self definitely motivates me. It continues to motivate me to exercise so I don't lose my muscle. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I injured my back recently on, on this side, and I couldn't lift weight properly on this side. And my arm has shrunk on this side. My chest has shrunk on this side. My back, is just, so I'm struggling to get that back to normal right now. Actually, like this side is normal, and this side is a little smaller. It'll get there. Yeah, it's fine. It's just it was. Yeah, it's so, just the body dysmorphia kicks in. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what type of advice would you give to a truck driver or any individual, for that matter, about getting fit and trying because they're in the truck constantly? 
Yeah. Um, I would say if you're in the truck constantly, I mean, there's always, you know, gyms you can stop out that are 24 hours. Um, and I would suggest that, but I think the biggest thing is going to be diets. Um, because diet plays a huge part in um, getting in shape. Um, but they always say that abs are made in the kitchen is a, is a saying. And so I would focus more on what I'm eating and drinking as opposed to like getting fast. I don't know what truckers eat. Um, I don't even know if you, I feel like you all have like ways of cooking in the car, I'm sure, uh, or in your your, your uh, cabin. What is it called? Truck bed? The, the semi. Yeah, in the semi, the, the back of it. Um, I had a friend who... My mom had a friend who had a truck and I rode in the semi. It was pretty cool. I slept in the back. Um, this is when I was a kid. But anyway, um, that would be my biggest thing is focus on your diet more than anything. Eat healthy um, because when you just kind of sit there, your body's not burning calories. So you need to be able to eat the, the good things. And that way, when you do exercise, it'll make a difference. High protein, low fat, low sugar. <laughs> well, I can speak from firsthand knowledge. Uh all they have to eat is truck stop food. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would focus more on the diet and then stop and work out when you can get your body moving. I don't know how all that works, but sleeper, <laughs> sleeper Bertha. Is that me? No, that was no, Jess. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, Michael, I will let you go ahead and go because it has been a very pleasure, very pleasurable speaking with you and interviewing you for this. Yeah, and like like I said, the invitation is open if you want to come to Tampa Pride with us and do a little number with our founder, Bobby. Um, Bobby, if you would like to come on and say a few words. Is he, is he still there? He's still there. I did not go to bed. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm in the bedroom, but that doesn't really count. But, uh, but no, yeah, I, I thank you so much for coming. I've actually watched the whole thing. So just kind of laying here in bed and just kind of lounging. And, uh, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought it was really fun. And I'm sure that the truckers will enjoy it as well, because I love bringing people on, getting different perspectives of life. And because all of us do something different. And it's it's fun to, to showcase that. And um, but also everyone has that common core ground that, levels the playing field so i always felt like whenever she suggested this i was like okay it's like so everybody's gonna look at you as a stripper and you know what i mean and um i look at more as a male entertainer plus all the other just wrapped up into one basically because what you're doing is actually i feel a, a classification a little bit different than a stripper in my eyes but um i have appreciation for the art so therefore that's just kind of, but, but being able to see that. And then when she said it, I was like, okay, that has nothing to do with truck driving, but it sounds great. Like, you know, Why not? <laughs> but, um, but I'm sure there's plenty of truck drivers who will, will watch this and, and, you know, be intrigued. So and, if they have never grueling. seen you, show, I have seen, seen you perform before. And I actually remember when you was a little twink back in the day uh, <laughs> when, um, you know, that was forever ago, but yeah, um, showing my age now too. But, uh, but no, I thank you so much. And I would love for you to come with us to Tampa. And we actually have New Braunfels, Texas. We have a couple other things that we're planning. So um, anytime you want to come and hang out with some crazy truck drivers, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> and dance on that semi and do a backflip off like you want to. There will. It could happen. A photo shoot could happen. Trust me. <laughs> well, thank All you right. again. And uh, 
thank you everybody for tuning in. So if you want to say anything else, this is your last moment. <laughs> All right. If you have any any thoughts or anything that you want to say, go ahead for it, Michael. Oh, um, <laughs> any words of wisdom or anything like that? Words of wisdom. If you want to do drag, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. It's a trap, also. Do you have any upcoming shows or anything coming up? Um, I'm in, actually in Johnson City, Tennessee, next Saturday um, at New Beginnings. They have the club is amazing. It's beautiful, um, and the owners are amazing guys. They're so sweet. Um, so it's for Mardi Gras. I believe it's a Mardi Gras show. So if you're nearby, please stop by and see me. Um, and I have a booking in Detroit as well. Oh, wow. uh, in two weeks, I'll be in Detroit, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I, oh, God, I don't even know the dates. <laughs> I need a, 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 a secretary. I don't know. Yeah, 17th and 18th. I'm actually booked in Detroit uh, doing shows out there. The, I, there's flyers on my Facebook. Um, and then I don't, I, I don't know where else, actually. I know there's another one somewhere, but... <laughs> Well, then I also know that a lot of people can follow you on TikTok. Yes, I, TikTok. I stole some of your TikTok stuff. Sorry, um, but <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, Facebook—I don't have Twitter, but everything else. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for everything. It was great. Before we go, I will play that video one more time. Oh yeah, play it. Mr. Michael J. Valentine, your current reigning of Mr. Kentucky M.E. Uh, if you are in the Johnson City area on the 16th and 17th or the 17th and 18th? 10th. Um, Detroit is 16th and 17th. Okay. So, yeah. but yeah, just uh, hit me up with those dates. We'll share it on the page. Uh, if any of the truckers that has seen the video, has seen the podcast, they can come out and support you and entertain you. Yeah, please come so. see me. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Michael, it is a pleasure again for you being on here. So um, anytime you want to come on, just hit me up. Or if you just want to vent, 
the next podcast, if you want to do one, we'll just get downright dirty and just do whatever. I won't wear my sash. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bobby said, we'll invite you back for the sex podcast. Yes. Oh, that's, I have great stories. Yes, but not with my sash on. But yes, I have great stories. There you, go. there you go. All right. Well, you have a good day, Michael, and congratulations on almost graduating. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right. You all have a good day. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you. Bye.